and welcome to the Crypto Yams Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Yes, welcome to episode 83. Hopefully you guys are having a great Monday so far. Lots of things uh, have developed over the weekend. Lots to talk about in the shorter term, midterm of the price action of Bitcoin and the alts as well as the S&P. So as always, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, I am welcomed by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jay. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. What's up, buddy? Happy to be here. Happy to talk about some price action, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so we're going to be bouncing ideas off of each other today, as always. Uh, starting up here on our weekly time frame, let's give it a little look over as we did have a close yesterday. Looking very healthy here, as we were expecting. Uh, continuation of momentum, pushing us up to the upside, bouncing off of the 786 weekly fib lines, continuing to see momentum shifting to the upside really no developments as from last week we don't have tc yet we don't have money flow in the green but it's almost better that we're letting the money flow continue up towards the zero line before we actually tc so that there's there's more momentum in the triple confirmation when we do get it i would imagine that it does come within the next week or two as long as we continue this rally to the upside from here if we were to have, you know, more than I would say three days worth of downside, we could start to try and push away from this idea and that triple confirmation. We definitely, definitely, definitely do not want to see a rejection off of the zero line with this weekly. That would amount to very bad things. Bad in the sense that we would probably be revisiting 20,000 and or worse. Um, from there, if we do get the TC and we do start playing out with these bullish divergences built out on the wolf pack. Um, we have a very good chance of coming back up to the resistance of the triangle that we're forming here, which is still sitting around. Yeah, we, we have a long way to go, a very long way to go before we see the resistance of that triangle. Very interested to see what happens come over the next kind of couple months. Um, I don't believe that this thing's going to break out until I'm really thinking December, but of course, you know, subject to change at the moment. We're definitely on a much larger support than we are resistance here we have built up divergence the time frames are starting to line up with everything as well but of course we don't want to speculate we just want to continue to see everything fall in place and continue going in the way that it's going uh moving down into our daily time frame we are starting to potentially see some bearish divergence here spread out across the wolf pack and the liberator but at the same time, it is not showing up on our money flow, which, as we know, is the momentum, the ultimate decider of what's actually going on with volume. So even though some of the indicators are saying divergence, it's not confirmed at the moment. And it's also fighting against a much larger bullish divergence, which does show up in money flow, which does show up in Liberator and Wolfpack. So a much clearer signal, in my opinion. And since then, we've been only making higher low converging waves. We do, again, still have market structure of daily on our side. And I really think at this point in time, if we're going to stay bullish, um, the lowest we can go is right around that 22 to 22,500 level, maybe wicking into the 21, the high 21s one more time. But 
uh, it's starting to look less and less likely as we continue with the momentum building. Um, it does look like Ethereum wants to cool down a little bit at the current moment, as well as uh, S&P. But at the same time, the S&P could also be setting itself up for a re-triple confirmation back to the upside. Reconfirmation, uh, bad uncle touch me zone. As we know, the 60 to 70% level of the Liberator is one of the most powerful zones that we can reconfirm in. If we do end up getting the reconfirmation, we'd be looking for a, a move equivalent to the last move, which is also equivalent to the last move before that. So essentially, another, just do a price pull here. It's about 7%, 6%. So let's give or take 6 six or 7%. If we were to reconfirm from this level of around 4,000, 4,100, which is going to put us right around the 4370 zone uh, basis points, 4370 basis points, sorry. As I said, so that's potentially very good for us here. We do have resistance of the 618. We have some divergences potentially stacked up of, of all your standard indicators. Um, so something to be watching out for this week. Um, I really would be looking at this as potential just fuckery. Um, as we can see clearly, the weekly has triple confirmed back up. And we're hitting that market structure level of the S&P weekly at 4200. So... It makes sense that we are seeing shorter term, midterm rejection off of this level, but the confirmation, the divergence of the previous stuff is all saying that we're more than likely going to see us bust through this level and try retesting some of our previous fibs. Coming into our shorter, shorter time frame, more midterm, four hour and, and smaller, we are seeing money flow continue to push down from here. We may be starting to see things turn around at the end of day. So I'd be watching out for that. Um, but at the moment, we we should see shorter term continuation to the downside. If we're going to get through this level of 22,800 or 23, then we're probably going to be revisiting the 382, which is right around that 22,200 level or 22,500 at the 0.5. Those are the two zones that I'm looking for for the ideal re-entry of my swing long. Um, that's where I'll be taking profits off of the scalp short. If you guys jumped in on that, shorting uh, you know the divergence of the last spike or previous divergence before that, um, anything around 24, you know, so you know, eye on all that stuff and things. And other than that, the altcoins, as we talked about last week, are very much looking very strong. Money f is seemingly pulling out of Bitcoin and uh, and other stable coins as well, and pushing into altcoins. So um, as Bitcoin continues to be boring and just consolidate in these levels, figuring out if it's you know major support or resistance or whatever, I believe that these alts will continue to keep going because I think a lot of people feel like they've missed you know the uh, the ideal entry on Bitcoin. They're trying to make their money back with these altcoins, and then they will at some point dump them back into Bitcoin. When the time is right. So I'm definitely keeping my eye on a, a huge number of altcoins at the moment. You know, KDA, AVAX, Blocktopia, Atom, FTM, BRA. A lot of the a lot of these companies are looking to have some strong pushes in the next little while. Yes, I feel like I've been talking for a couple of minutes here. Jay, you have anything you wanna add in at this point, my friend? 
Are, are you sure you want me to? Because uh, you, you know how this goes. All of a sudden, it's like I'm talking about the end of the world and stuff. You know, I mean, no, nah, just kidding. I, I actually have some good supporting evidence uh, for everything you were saying. I also have some evidence for the bear side, too, because, you, you know, it's always um, not saying you weren't, you know, talking about both sides, really. Of course, you understand that. But I always want to have a general idea of maybe both scenarios, right? Plan it, right? So when it comes to the bullish side, pretty much everything you were saying is kind of what I would have already said, right? We have divergences set up on bigger time frames like the weekly um, to give us this push up, right? And the smaller time frames may retrace a little bit, but the bigger overall divergence should give it the momentum to eventually keep it moving up, right? Uh, so 100% agree with that. And I, I definitely think there's a strong case for that. And one other thing to add to it, and uh, I gotta apologize now for those of you listening on the podcast, because I know you won't be able to see any of what I'm going to talk about here. Uh, but I mean, we've got quite a little group here in our session right now in the Crypto Yam Discord. Uh, if you check out my screen for a moment here, uh, and for those of you listening on the podcast, maybe this is incentive to join the Crypto Yams Discord, right? So you can check all the real, real TA we're talking about here and get an even better understanding. Uh, but I'm going to show a couple things in particular that I have found really useful, and then also a couple interesting things, right? Bear markets to me. Yeah, you know, I'll be honest. I've never really been in one before, right? I I got involved uh, in 2020, like so many people, right? And I haven't experienced this before, so I, I want to understand it. I want to I want to figure out why why are things happening? Why are we bouncing where we are? Why did we push through a support or not, right? And where's the bottom going to be? That's all everyone wants to know. Where's the bottom, right? So. Uh, a couple things I want to talk about. This Fibonacci level, uh, I, I talk about pretty frequently, but I really want to put um, this, like, ingrain this into any of you that want a really nice tool, okay? So if you were to go all the way back to December of 2018, and that was, like, the last macro low, really, overall for Bitcoin, at, like, a little over $3,000, right? The end of the bear market from 2018. And you take that and you start it in uh, December 2018. I'm on the weekly, right? And then I pull all the way to the top at 69,000 there in November of 2021. So about three years later, that's how long that run was. And of course, I'm using the logarithmic scale. So it might look different depending on what chart or uh, if you're using log or not. This is on log, uh, but it has proven very useful. In this case, we have been bouncing right around the, the 382 level. It's at about 21,250. And uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, uh, I think uh, both myself and Potato, you've heard us talk about this level for, gosh, I don't know, a couple months now, it seems like, right? And it still has relevance. It has relevance this whole time. And a lot of trades have been taken based on it, just having this one Fibonacci tool. Right? And you can see on our weekly Previously, we closed below it multiple weeks in a row. We tried, 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 right? And it got sold off every time. If you're looking at regular candles, it's it's more obvious. And then a couple weeks ago in the 18th of July week, we closed above it, right? We got a nice candle above it. It was really strong. It was like, all right, cool, here we go, right? We're breaking through some resistance here and it's starting to look more bullish. At this point, we did retest it. You can see last week we had a wick down to it and it got bought up. Boom, 
So that's nice. There's some evidence for the bullish case, of course, too. Now I'm trying to figure out why this last week we closed where we did and why we're fighting this like 23,000, 24,000 spot here, right? And we were talking about the daily range high, or at least, at least I've been literally nonstop talking about this daily range high here pretty much at like, what, 23,300 or so for, I don't know, since all the way back in June. <laughs> And it's had so much relevance, right? Like, look at how much relevance has been in it for the past, like, few weeks here, right? Well, why has that been the range high? That was my thought. Why did we bounce where we bounced? And first off, we bounced off the 382 at 21,250 when we were headed down in June, right? The apocalypse was happening to Bitcoin. And we came back up and pretty much retested this white ray I have here. And what is this ray, you ask? Well, this ray is actually, if you look on the weekly time frame and you go to the 21st of December in 2020, okay, so this is on the way up to 40,000 for the first time with Bitcoin when it was going parabolic mania, really like the middle of the bull run mania start, right? And we held that as support. It was resistance the week before the 14th of December. And then the next following week, we did end up wicking below it, but inevitably we closed well above it. We held that as support and we continued on, right? So there's relevance to this area. You'll notice these last two weeks, we've wicked above it and closed below it twice. And from here, we actually tried again already uh, pretty much in this last day because the weekly candle just started, you know, yesterday. And we tried it again. We have a wick there. You can see, right? I'm not sure how much relevance this candle necessarily has, but like before, right before this, these wicks, I, I wouldn't have looked there, but I, I'm seeing some relevance, right? It's, it's literally where that daily range high is. Okay. So if I, if I go to the daily time frame here and I look, look at this, it's the same white ray, right? Just below it. We almost wicked right up to it on the crash down in June, but look at how close we were. And then from there, look at these daily closes, bam, 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 bam four tries, and then we came down to the 382, uh, exactly as predicted, <laughs> and boom, support, 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 three days in a row. So all you needed, I guess, is to have that Fibonacci pull. Here it is. Here's your 382 at 21,250 holding you. And then we have this white ray. At this point, we closed through it, I don't know, what, 28th of July, and we held above it for a couple days, and now we're closing below, and we already retested it today. And it got sold off a little bit. You know, it's not like a rejection or something, but we have tested it already today. Um, if we zoom down a little bit more on the hourly time frame, look at how perfect that really is. This is the hourly time frame. Look at these wicks. Boom, 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 boom. If you want to take a short, there you go. Here's your setup. You know, at this point, you know, we are forming divergences on the smaller time frame. So it's not necessarily going to hold as resistance or anything, right? That 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 would be a thought, right? Not financial advice as always, but pretty cool how, you know, just going all the way back in 2020 and you see that weekly and the relevance we're having with it right now. It's pretty crazy. Thought I'd point that out to y'all. Absolutely, man. And I mean, it, you know, it, it does line up with what we've been talking about for the last couple months. The 23 to 25K was, you know, it's the only level that we have of resistance before 28 to 30 that really has any significant uh, resistance to it, you know? So it really, like, we are consolidating within a very tight range between major support and key level resistance, 
right? Major support being the $20,000 level, key resistance being the twenty-three dollars to $25,000 level. And, you know, it absolutely, it, it makes perfect sense why we would continue to uh, have some trouble getting back through this zone. Um, the market makers, I believe, are trying to essentially hold us down here as long as they can. We're seeing major capitulation within those larger accounts. And it yeah, it just makes sense that we're seeing this level acting as resistance for so long and why we continue to test into it. Because we, you know, as far as the maker, the market makers go, they know that if we do push through 23 to 25, the next step is is almost guaranteed to be in the 28 to 30 thousand dollar level, retesting that major resistance level. Right. Now it's essentially the middle of two major resistances or sorry, two major levels, two a major res- resistance and a major support. So the middle, whenever you're trading, is always, always, always the confliction zone, right? There's battle going on between those spots. It's, it's essentially, you know, think of it like Ukraine right now is the conflict zone between two larger nations. You know, you, you understand the, the, the metaphor, but that's, that's what we're seeing. We're, we're right in the middle of two major levels and we need to, we need to get a retest up into 30 to either make sure that we're, you know, we're going to resist again and and reject and see all the macro stuff turning back down at that level or around that level or that things are actually you know much more bullish than people are giving it credit for they don't seem to understand that we're seeing the exact same pattern within that weekly wolf pack that we've seen at every other major bottom maybe you know maybe we revisit 20 at some point in time but as long as 20 continues to hold as major support you know, we uh, we don't have a good chance of breaking below it unless everything goes to shit. We reject the global economy goes to crap. You know, there are other factors we need to be a, a we need to be aware of right now with the way and the state of how things are. But as long as that continues to get kicked down the road, as we are seeing, you know, inflation rates, and all this stuff not really going as as high as we were expecting. I'm not really, I'm really at the point of it. It's much more likely that things do start to take off from here in my mind than they are to continue going lower. Um, I think that we were seeing all the signs that we need to see in this zone, building support, capitulating, holding that major level uh, to see a much grander move to retest whether we're still going to get a lower high in the macro or not. Because if we break 30, we still have, you know, 48, we still have 52, we still have 56, we still have 60. There's so many levels of, of key, you know, small resistances along the way before we really turn this, this bearish tide around. We would essentially need to see a higher low and a higher high in the midterm macro in order to really, you know, quote unquote, get out of the bear market. And I think a lot of people are missing that point that we can still go all the way to 60, still get a lower high and a converging wave or hidden bearish divergence or whatever and turn our butts back around. You know, for now, I am bullish and I'm going to continue to be bullish as long as those macros don't change. Yeah, and I think that we just, we need to play by ear and see how things go as long as the major markets don't change. I don't think that we need to change our opinions on that. Hey, 
What are your thoughts on the Dixie potato? Well, we rejected exactly where we were. I was hoping to reject. Um, I definitely don't think that the uh, the correlation between crypto or the S and P even has a lot to do with the Dixie anymore. If it even ever did, I mean, it's definitely like huge bearish divergence on that weekly. I really feel like we're going to retest the hundred point uh, level, and if we don't hold that as support. We're probably going to go back as far as 95 or even 90. But yeah, I think that it's definitely 100% topped out. You see you see exactly what you'd want to see in some sort of exponential growth curve pattern in the last uh, couple weeks slash months. That's a very clear blow off top. You can see weekly and monthly divergence in that level. Divergence starting from all the way back in 2015, 2016. On this monthly, if we were to continue rejecting here, if the monthly TC's back down, uh, we could be going actually much lower than I just previously spoke about. But I don't think that the correlation is really there with cryptocurrencies or anything anymore, because the point that, you know, it's it's been continuing up the entire time that Bitcoin was rallying from the get go, you know, as far as. The people who think that this has correlation, they, they would say that it's it's supposed to be doing the opposite of what the markets are doing. And the markets continue to rally with the Dixie. I think it has much more to do with the global economy and how the US dollar is doing against said global economy as to what it's ha- what's happening with the Dixie. You know, I would say that NASDAQ and or S&P has much more to do with current rates of, of what's going on in cryptocurrencies. But that's just my, you know, my two cents. But uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in very similar boat, really, as you there. I, I'm kind of wondering if the Dixie has more to go. Like, if, if it'll, if, if there's a chance that it might push up a little bit more here. Um, just because we did, like, if we're just looking at it in chart format, um, then. You know, we did break over previous resistance, like on the daily even time frame here. We did break over resistance, and right now we're back at the same resistance uh, from in June and early July at about 105. And we're back there retesting it right now. Who knows if it's actually going to hold? But if it does, I would be curious if we continue up or if the Dixie continues up based on that or not. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent on that. Uh, there are quite a few signs that that you know bearish divergences on bigger time frames that kind of lean towards it maybe coming down more, uh, which I think would be overall healthy for you know risk on markets. Correlation or not, I still think it'd be healthy, right? Um, uh, for some price action to the upside in risk on assets, right, like crypto and whatnot. But um, I think there's an opportunity where it may be able to push up again. I can I can see the. It, it just growing like slightly parabolically here, the, the curve on the weekly, you can see it curving up more and more and more. Uh, however, at the same time, it could have just that could have been the top out there at about 110 right in that range. But we could also head up to like 112 or so possibly and end up retesting, you know, like even previous highs from like 2001 range. That'd be pretty nuts. 2000, 2001, back when it was like up to like 120, 115, 110. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would like to see that for uh, the world in general. I don't think that would be good. 
But at the same time, just just based on a TA scale, if I were to just look at it, um, you know, like as previous resistance in 2002 at like 105, like it was support, but it would be resistance this time. We kind of just busted right on through that. And now it's trying to retest and hold. So Absolutely. I don't know. I, I think there's evidence where we could maybe pop back or pop up to like 112 or so possibly, or that could have just been the blow off top and that's it. So. I mean, yeah, as long, if you're looking at it you know, on a daily perspective, it, it's a clear blow off top. Like I said, the exponential growth came in already. Overall, I mean, retesting a 20 year high and major level, you know, is is nothing to gawk at, like very very important but i think that what's going to happen is from here we're not going to you know we're going to come back down we're going to retest into the 90 cent or the 90s we do find a higher low again a very clear higher low then yes i would be expecting us to go into those those highs level essentially starting this all over again but i think in the current uh environment for me yeah i i really think that it's it's topped out Unless all those macros completely change, just as they would with Bitcoin, um, I see no sign as to why we would continue up from here until we have a retest of this major time frame weekly uh, into those levels, at least the the local highs. You know, like right around 100 or 95 would be perfect. Obviously, Dixie coming down 10 points, you know, just just under 10 percent would give us a huge opportunity to rally in the stock market and the S&P to essentially hopefully catch up with inflation. Um, because I don't think that at the current moment, Bitcoin's price reflects the inflation rate properly. I think that we're still very undervalued in that sense. It's definitely, you know, because as far as it goes, us being at 20K is the equivalent of, you know, inflation now compared to back then of sitting around, I think it was $9,000. So right at that very major support level. But even then, I think that we're much higher than 100%, you know, above uh, where we should be. Like, uh, I know that's a little confusing for the average person, but essentially as inflation continues to rise, you know, your, your dollar value continues to go down. That's the simplest way to put it. It's just like, I, I think that with inflation rate, Bitcoin is still being undervalued for where it should actually be at in compared to the dollar. Definitely. And my thoughts on that too is if this is, I mean, it's, it's a slightly confusing topic. If you want to learn more, I mean, join crypto yams discord. We talk about stuff like this all the time. because we want to learn and we, and we want to, you know, make sure we plan ahead. If uh, stuff like this is interesting to you, these kind of topics, if you want to learn overall, markets why things move the way they do make sure you check out the discord we got a new ad campaigner on our hands <laughs> i mean it's i think about that and it's like i don't know how many people actually think about you know okay yeah i do want to learn this kind of stuff it's like what they're talking about oh i could actually really go in depth with this and you know sure yeah yeah they should definitely check out the discord because i mean it's pretty much changed my life I'm very i'm very very happy to hear that my friend the whole goal of this entire thing was to essentially, yeah, open up what I knew to anyone and everyone, because I realized at a very, you know, uh, early stage of my trading career, quote unquote, that 
you know, there's a lot of people crawling around in the mud, not knowing what they're doing, not like making conscious decisions that they could be making that that could better themselves in their trading habits. And I really just wanted to express what I learned for as many people as possible, because I felt like that was the thing that I could do. You know, Um, this trading is not easy. It's a it's a huge strain on your mental health if you're not making clear and conscious decisions. And we want to try and help every single person here to make better decisions to 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 essentially learn from those mistakes instead of continuing to make mistakes in the same way. So but hey, I really appreciate those kind words, Jay. Absolutely. You have anything else that you want to say before we close things off? I see your uh, yeah, when Lambo. When Lambo, bro. I mean, we're, we're not always te- being talking about technicals and stuff, man. When Lambo, come on, bro. Don't don't yeah. you know these things? This is very weird for me. You're you're yeah. You being bullish is just I don't know. It's strange at the moment. <laughs> is that bullish or just degenerate? Because I, I think I think I try. I'm trying to tip tip the low. Or, uh, what is it? To tiptoe the line is is that is that the term? Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing you, man, I, we haven't we haven't heard that term in a very long time. When Lambo, very soon. If you don't have a Lambo already, you know, <laughs> there's always another cycle. It's always another cycle. All right. With that all being said, we appreciate the heck out of you guys for taking the time to listen today. Again, have yourself a great rest of your Monday, and take care. We'll see you on Wednesday. Bye.